interesting so we're going to talk about nothing or do you have well, something I think you ha- I think you know about what's happened recently but what's happened recently uh, and not nothing worth sharing what do you mean has there been any more developments on your thylacine theories yes like what um, I was going to talk about New Guinea. What's in New Guinea? It's, you know what Papua New Guinea is? Mm-hmm. No, so you know the Australian continent, right? Yeah. You know how, like, right above, like, that tip, like, there's a giant, there's, like, a country right on top of that? At the north end? At the very north tip. Okay. You know where that is? Yeah. That's Papua New Guinea. Okay. So what's there? What is it? What's going on there? So basically, what's there is impenetrable um, jungles and um, mountain terrains, and some of the villagers there are have seen thylacines, or at least have supposedly seen them. They even have their own um, name for them there. They're called the Dobsenia, and the villages and the local villages. These are like native people. So they're, um, would be their version of the Indians, I guess? Would that be right? Yeah. Like okay. the, like that, like that version of the Native Americans, basically. Okay. What do they call it? I think, um, uh, there was a name. I can't think of it now. I don't think, I, I don't know the names. Yeah. I remember from watching Crocodile Dundee, there's, uh, the Inuits or not Inuits, isn't that? That's like, it's like uh, North Pole or something. I'm not sure. I can't think of it. But, but um, I think there's a name specifically for them. But. but yeah, they have. There's reports of that they're that they've seen. They they also call it the striped dog. Mm. And actually, there was a re- a dog that was actually found recently over there. I think it was a couple of years ago. But this was like an entire dog in like the mountain ranges where people actually could go and see it, like where a helicopter could go. Yeah. And this an entire species of dog was rediscovered after like sixty years. Wow. Actually I think it was like a species of dingo actually. It's called the singing dog. A singing dog? The noise that they make highly resembles this it's like, like singing. Wow. And so they were thought to have gone extinct and that they're still alive. And, they, and this is a whole dog, too, like the same, about the, about the same size. So, do you think maybe that's what they're seeing and that's not the thylacine? Or the Tasmanian no. tiger? No, because they lived in two different areas. Okay. Because but they, they call it the striped dog, too. Yeah. 
And plus, these are like the native people. They know what they're talking about. These are. But did the, so the new species of dog that they found? Well, does, not, did it have stripes? No. It's no. it's basically a dingo, but gotcha. um. But since dingoes are more plains animals, they're more adapted to plains, which is why they survived on. They thrived on the Australian mainland much better than they did in Papua New Guinea. Okay. Hmm. And, but basically, so much of the Papua New Guinea is an impenetrable jungle and mountain terrains that dingoes do not get to. And, they and could, humans. They couldn't survive in there, you don't think? No, they can't get it. Get there. The There's no, they can't get there. It's, it's basically a giant barrier that's blocking out both people and dingoes. And since dingoes are invasive, technically, um, they're not native to that area, and thylacines, Tasmanian tigers are. The Tasmanian tiger lived in, lives in those areas, or supposedly lives in those areas, that the dingo cannot get to, and people cannot get to, because of how impenetrable it is. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, the thought is that they, well, you're thinking that they still live there, huh? Yeah, because there's so much unexplored land that, that... Well, let me ask you this. So, if a dingo can't penetrate this forest, how would a Tasmanian tiger? They're native to that area. Dingoes are well, not. I'm just thinking size-wise, like an animal, like you know, like our, like Finn, our dog. He uh, he can go through some forest pretty well. Well, whether like maybe it's different because it's harder to survive in a thick forest like that. I also don't think that the dingoes need to go over there either, mm. because and I think it's also very difficult for them being pack animals to hunt in a very tight spot. Because Tasmanian tigers are solitary, it's easier for them to hunt, and they're native too, which also gives them a great advantage. I guess. So. Now, what kind of food is in this forest that the Tasmanian tiger would be able to eat? Um, wallabies. Mm. A, a lot sm more smaller animals, which is what they mainly went after. Yeah. So the Tasmanian tiger easily would have had a pretty easy, good chance to. So there's a decent amount of food there for them. And plus, the, and plus, no people are going in there. It's practically impenetrable by humans. No other predators to go out to competition. And the two main, the two sources that basically eliminated them from the mainland of Australia and Tasmania are non-existent mm -hmm. in those areas, being people and dingoes. So about 4,000 three and a half thousand years ago, Dingoes, um, people brought over dingoes from Southeast Asia, or at least that's the theory, and the, the dingoes escaped, and it being a, the mainland of Australia being more flat, and dingoes being plains animals, it was easier for the dingoes to be like, okay, here I can go raise my pups out, here's some nice food for over here, and go eat that, and then they outcompeted the thylacine, uh, the Tasmanian tiger. And um, and then but the dingoes never reached the island of Tasmania. So, and then when people found Tasmanian tiger in Tasmania, they 
eradicated than there. Hmm. But did um, did the dingoes uh, prey on the Tasmanian tiger? No, they outcompeted them. Uh, so they just kind of they took over their territories and ran them off. Hmm. All right. Well, Papua New Guinea is, comp is dense jungle and mountains that dingoes cannot get through. They just aren't adapt to surviving in that kind of yeah. environment. Well, Tasmanian tigers are. Okay. And people aren't going in there. And the people that are going that might go through there and might see one occasionally are... Natives. Natives who have been around there for thousands and thousands of years and are, know that the animal is not harmful to them. Right. They've lived with them for years and understand... Understand them better than the yeah. Europeans who went over there and like, it's like a wolf. <laughs> Go shoot them. We don't care. Get rid of them. Yeah. It might eat some of our food, so shoot them. It might, but we don't know for a fact that it Well, that's will. what I'm saying. I think that's why they that eradicated why, them before. That is why they eradicated them, yeah. yeah. Eating their chickens or eating. They didn't even. They, they they thought they were gonna eat their chickens or their sheep, but it was. But they didn't. Yeah. They didn't want anything to do with that. Mm. Because, in reality, because they were used to wolves. Yeah. So they see an animal shaped like that with teeth and a mouth. They're thinking, that's bad. You gotta get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Eradicate it. Yeah. That's typical. Put bounties typical on man. its head. Put bounties <laughs> on its head. Typical humans messing things up. That's, well, we're, we're and now Tasmania is messed up. Yeah. Because we are, did so much damage to it yeah. by just getting rid of that one animal. Mm. I guess that's what hap that's what happens when you get rid of the the ecosystem's only predator. Yeah. You get rid of their only predator, ecosystem can't function. Yeah. So, um, what's the plan? Are you gonna go over there and find them? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try at least. <laughs> we need to find some people that'll sponsor you. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and want to sponsor Tyler on his to get a trip to uh, Papua New Guinea, we need some equipment. You're gonna need. What do you need? What kind of what kind of stuff do you think you would need to try to do a trip like that? Trail cameras. Um, we're gonna need. I kind of have an idea of how I want to kind of like lure them in. Yeah. I kind of make like a buff, all you can eat buffet type thing, like all in these like a bunch of areas. Basically, just, just basically put like like kangaroo meat or something, just like something that they would normally eat. Yeah. Something that they would naturally go after. To draw them in and get pictures of them. Yeah, but kind of like spread it out, make it so like no predator would want to miss it, and make it so, so it's large enough so that spread out enough so that no no matter where they are they are going to smell it now would you want to like find some sort of evidence of like a footprint or something before you did all that or would you just find an area that you think would work and just find start it. putting cameras up well so what I, so actually there was a a, bur a pheasant that was recently discovered and how i think we would do this is we, we'd be asked as we would go to the natives the natives Go to the like the best hunters, the people who would know the area better than anybody. Mm -hmm. See, okay, and they would go ask them like, okay, have you? Well, we don't want to make know that this is exactly what we're looking for. So usually, what you do is you're going like, we basically we'll throw in a bunch of pictures and we'll and have the Tasmanian tiger in one of their 
we'll put it in the middle or something so so it's like randomized so it's like shuffled mm -hmm. so they don't know exactly which one we're looking for we'll say like have you seen these well, well the other ones will know like we'll make sure that like we know that they're not there yeah so like they're like no no and then it cops up to that one like yeah we know that one that one yeah we know that one and we can have them try to like locate some of the areas where they know that these are where they have seen them recently and try out large areas in that area where they said because mm -hmm. Tasmanian tigers were they lived in one specific area how big of a range does you don't know no, you don't know nobody knows because that was the last one died in 90 years ago yeah um or at least recorded died 90 years ago yeah um but I guess one if you can get close then so you bait them up that, that's the cameras what do you think like a hundred cameras it d depends on how big the area is and saying that it's a very very large place like yeah it's and if it's super thick then it's like hard to where do you put the cameras at are you pointing it at another at a bush you know what I mean you got to find like some sort of trail or like an opening where they walk through or some sort of yeah yeah and then you also have to put the meat there and mix so that they'll go out to the meat yeah hmm. so i think and then plus you want it to be spread out too so like so that they can so no matter how far away they are they there's somewhere that they can smell they can smell it eventually yeah you'd have to spread it out maybe do um like every like couple hundred yards maybe maybe every couple maybe like every five miles every five miles wow that's really spread out well okay what i mean is like everywhere like so they can like so that i can still smell it and tra track it down mm -hmm. but and it can spread a lot of area yeah but it's but so like they can smell it from a very good distance away and Hmm. So that, like, they know it's there. Yeah. Somewhere where they can easily just pinpoint it. And then, and then when, if we do end up getting a picture of it on the camera, or some sort of footage of something that could be it, you can kind of pinpoint the location. Can you start focusing your efforts yeah. in those and areas? Then, and I mean, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I like it. Actually, I remember how I, what I was telling you about that pheasant, right? Mm -hmm. That was found over there. Um, they, that's how this is how they well they kind of did it like this, but um, but this this pheasant was thought to have gone extinct 140 years ago. Mm -hmm. Just found it in 2022, late 2022, is rediscovered. Wow! After 140 years. Wow. So. If that can be discovered, then maybe. They're and they're talking about an animal that's already has a name by the locals. It's in a place where, in a in a place where almost so much is being discovered there. Like like pretty much every time you go, people go over there, they find something new. If it's a new species in general, if it's uh, that's never been seen before, if it's a rediscovered an extinct species hasn't been seen in a good period of time or something something always happens over there because it's so remote and unexplored yeah and it's so and it's also so large too that 
it's hiding so much that we don't know. Wow. So do you know of any people that are exploring that area or doing anything there to look for species? Um, like so who, who found the um, this pheasant? Was that somebody that was looking for it or was it just... Yeah. So there's, there's people actually looking for um, like scientists that are kind of yeah, exploring not, a little bit. Yeah, but then, be, but what most people do is like they're like, oh, they, you lab, Most people think like they labeled the word extinct on it, so they automatically think they're gone for good. They don't really take into consideration that maybe that they're still alive. What I'm thinking is um, there are some scientists that are doing some sort of research over there, so. I wonder who those people are and if you can contact them and and somebody else who I kind of want to get should get to is like Forrest Galante because he wants to try to do that too. Who is that? The guy on Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, what's his name? Forrest Galante. What does he do? That's his job. Like he's he like goes he, around looking for extinct animals. Yeah, that's his entire job. Wow, that's and he, fun. And that's his. That's his bucket list animal on there too. Oh really? And this is a professional too. Like, now has he been over there? Um, he's done. He did mainland Australia and Tasmania, but not Papua New Guinea. And he does think they're, they're in Papua New Guinea. And that's mm -hmm. an expert scientist, legit guy who says, "Wow, I believe that they're there." Well then, how do we hook up with him? I don't know. I want to find <laughs> out. <laughs> He's listening. Hopefully. That'd be cool. Right. But, but yeah, and he also has a couple crazy stories that I've heard of too. Yeah. That actually sound pretty legit. Uh, of the Tasmanian tiger in Papua New Guinea. What's that? One of them was during the height of COVID. Um, he had he knew this person who was looking at the same dogs like I told you about earlier. She was researching them, and she was at like a like a, she was from a university in like somewhere in Australia, like it was like Melbourne or something, but I'm not exactly sure. And she was researching the singing dogs and they all, and she, and, she, and he got into contact with her and was, and kind of, and she said that there was also another dog that they were talking about called the striped dog. I didn't really look, that she didn't really look into. She was more focused on the singing dogs, but she just said that there were striped dogs. And she's like, well, and then he told her about the striped dog just thinking that they're a Tasmanian tiger, thinking, okay, maybe, maybe, hey, maybe this, maybe I'll look into this a bit. And he looks into it, and he's like, yeah, well, I, there was somebody in the village who actually had, like, a pet one. And, um, and it was, yeah, and she kind of, like, kind of, like, hooked him up. So that, and he was like, and so he sent him a phone all the way over there. But the power lines got struck down because there was like a, there was a storm, and it took like a month for it to like set up again because this is in the middle of the jungle, mm -hmm. very hard to do. Yeah. And um, by that time, the one of the village was attacked, and the dog died. But um. But he, so he asked, "Can you dig up like the bones and like just like take a picture of the bones or something?" So that, like, I can kind of get some type of something off of it. Right. And he digs up the bones, and he shows the bones are not in good condition, but um, but they're, the jaw piece is intact. And... Resembles a... 
And they have a very distinctive jaw piece. Yeah, because they open their mouth by like 180 degrees or something. Yeah. And um, they have a very distinctive jaw piece, and that jaw was completely intact. And it, it resembled the thylacine jaw. Wow. Tasmanian jaw. Interesting. And this isn't somebody who would be photoshopping it either. This is a native person who just yeah. had his hands on an iPhone. He's probably never even <laughs> seen a technology before. Yeah. Or very rarely, nonetheless, know how to use it. Right. Or photoshop it. Yeah. And how do you know how to photoshop it to make it look like something else? Like if they, when if you're, something that they've never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Very unlikely. I'm, and I'm, and this is in the jungle where there's little to no. There's like no internet and stuff. Barely any internet. <laughs> I mean, it took a month to get a, the phone over there. Yeah. So. It was probably like a satellite phone or something too that wasn't even. Because uh, there's, there's cell towers all over the place out there. No. Yeah. That's wild. So all right, well. But there, I, there was a couple more, but. But there's, but that's, part of me is saying that there's a pretty good chance that they're there. And plus, and plus, he, what he also said, how he found it, he also found it in a in a, in a hollowed out log, as a pup, and that's where Tasmanian tigers put their babies. Oh wow! And back then they wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Like. Okay, how did you know that Tasmanian tigers built make made dens for their babies? Yeah. When they were, how did you know that? You have no Probably evidence didn't. to know that. Probably didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Yeah. All right. Sounds like this is the guy we need to talk to, huh? Yeah, I think out of anybody, he'd probably be their best bet. Yeah. We can get him over there, actually. It'd be so cool to find. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Actually, you know what? That we'd be very famous if we found that animal. Yeah. Because there are so many people that know about the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. You might not really think about it, but like, what? They might have to do, uh, redo the Wild Kratts episode. I don't think they'll have to redo it. I think they might. They might just have to like. And I don't think they'll have to redo it. <laughs> well, because they say that they're extinct. Well, they say they're... They say that they're considered extinct. They never said mm. that they are extinct. They said that they're most likely extinct. Well, they could do a new episode. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That'd be cool. But I... Th <laughs> Maybe you can hook up with them, too. Yeah. Because... And plus, they would probably be the reason that I found it. Well, that's where you uh, grew your interest was from that episode. I think so. Yeah. So maybe, maybe if we if that does end up happening, we can go like show yeah. them. Yeah. Because they I'm definitely sure they'd be interested. They definitely be, be interested. I mean, just the whole story, you like being a big fan and that all I, all that stuff. And then I ended up finding the Tasmanian tiger. Yeah. I mean, they're biologists too, yeah. and they have been over there well in other places of the world like that yeah so I think that would be really really cool and plus but I also think that maybe you could 
And I also think that there would be some really cool story ideas like if they did do that too. I think that'd be a really good opportunity for them if they did. Yeah. That happened. It'd be fun. Because maybe they'd let you uh, help write the episode. They might. I'm not exactly sure, but I do have a couple of good ideas. If oh, there you go. And plus, that could literally be a, like that literally could stem off a part of that because most of that show is is to help protect conservation and help keep animals healthy and alive yeah. in their natural habitats. Raise awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and that the animal an animal that was on their show just got rediscovered after being said to be extinct for ninety years. It'd be cool if it got rediscovered because. Because of one that. of their viewers grew up watching to that. be that interested and dedicated to go out and find them and found it. Yeah, that'd be wild. And then, but I also because but because the reason how they did end up doing it in the show was because they time traveled. Mm-hmm. So I, and I don't think they're gonna get rid of their the original Tasmanian yeah. Tigers that they got rid of. So, but they can so go. They can make a new episode. Maybe where the time machine. When the time machine gets fixed and they bring the maybe like old, old Tasmanian tigers help to have to help the new Tasmanian tigers and the old ones come back to the present day. Or maybe when they went back in time and saw the the Tasmanian tigers back then, it helped them stay alive and never yeah, that was, but that extinct. That that would have been before. That would have been after because that was in Tasmania, not in New Guinea. Well, maybe they thought, we're going to go extinct. We need to go somewhere else, and they went to New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> so many options. Well, all I'm saying is there's so many different things we can do. It could be fun. It could be a fun little but, but project. I think it, but I think would be is that they bring them back, and maybe like they help like spread out the gene pool a little bit. Like, yeah. And then... Maybe. And, and it's I, all because the Wildcrats went back in time. <laughs> they helped save the species. That would be good. That'd be a good show. Yeah. All right. I like it. Um. But yeah, something else that'd be really. I th- I think it would just plus that'd be really cool to go over there. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is. This is like. You know, like when you go back in the woods and like it's just pure woods. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else except for you. Oh yeah, I love that. That that that's but basically what that is. But but much 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 more than just that. Much thicker and much more dense and. It's basically like the Amazon. Wild. It's like the Amazon rainforest, basically. Yeah. It's very similar to the Amazon rainforest. All right. Well, I need to look Except it's the... even less. Dense and populated, and and the Amazon rainforest is less dense and populated. No, the Amazon rainforest is more explored and more looked into. Mm. But then that, and there are a lot more people looking into it. So there, so actually, you know what you can do is you can actually go climb to the very top of a tree up there, probably find some little bug. Not even knowing what it is, catch it, put it in a little jar, send it to some music, some some like, some like, 
some like university, university yeah. at, and I'm and there's a good chance that that bug might not not even exist anywhere. Like that's the, f- the first known species. Yeah, like that's <laughs> a f- like there's a good chance that that is could happen. Like that's actually how that happens. Oh, wow. Like people go up in there, collect little bugs and little lizards and stuff. Turned out to be the first I've ever seen ever. Like wow. no recordings have ever been seen. What if that was the animals. only one and you killed it and sent it off? <laughs> you might not kill it, but eh. how do you send it off if you don't kill it? Uh, or a chance you, you gotta take. Well, and then but I guess I guess if you keep it like completely intact, I guess it, you could probably like bring it back maybe. Yeah. And plus, what's killing it off though either because. Over there, you don't have people to basically commit genocide on it. There's probably a bunch. If there's one, there's probably more. And plus, if it's a bug, then I'm sure you're gonna... Yeah. There's gonna be, like, thousands of little eggs and... Yep. Yeah, they, they reproduce different in mass numbers. Yeah, like, and the majority uh, of those eggs survive. Well, I think the majority of them don't survive. That's why they reproduce in so such high numbers. Yeah, but... I, because statistically, most of them are going to die, so they try to. But then still a couple. But then still a couple hundred are still surviving too. Yeah. If you, the one thing, in the wild is a couple hundred make it out. Yeah, it just. I guess it all depends on their and predators plus, and stuff like that. And there aren't going to be much predators if you're a hundred feet in the air. I never know. It could be some sort of birds or something that prey on them, or you some never other know. But they're insect. Yeah, but they're. What I'm trying to say is that there is no animals committing absolute genocide on them. Right. To yeah. try to lower well, their population. It's not a targeted species for man. If to you don't come even in. if you don't even know about it, then how is it targeted? Yeah. Well, that's just pure nature. Yeah, and well, at least before us, because we've definitely sped up the extinction thing a whole lot. <laughs> uh, there, there used to be like events, like yeah, used. Yeah, like an asteroid or something. Oh, like an like the end of an ice age or like something like that. That that used to be like what used to start. That that's called mass extinctions, mm-hmm. because that's when like like all the like a lot of animals of that specific era would die out and new ones would come in. Yep. And, but now it's more like, there's this animal over here. We're gonna go hunt it to extinction. Yeah, I think there's a lot less of that now because we've kind of evolved it still people. helps it oh yeah. yeah I mean think of people have caused more extinctions out of any other animal ever oh I'm sure yeah out of, even in the past 500 we'll years we'll probably uh, always be that way yeah we'll probably make ourselves go extinct at some point <laughs> depends on how much depends yeah, I don't know we'll see but we're here to see it hopefully not well, life is still good. As of right now. Yeah. But, um, well, when that, as of right now, we can still try to go try to find a Tasmanian tiger. That's pretty cool. And, may, and maybe if you do be, end up do finding the Tasmanian tiger, or it is found, um, maybe that will kind of like, because right now, like, it's basically like a needle, or it's just going like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you find, like, the most iconic and sought after species, that just leans into the good, like yeah. like maybe that's like maybe that actually like convinces people to be people who are now like 
should we care about conservation of these animals or what? No, whatever. Like, do we need to care, or like, like should we care? And then maybe like you, like, like you said, like they rediscover it. It's rediscovered, and like an animal that has been sought after for ninety years yeah. has just been rediscovered. Maybe we should actually start caring about the ecosystem, and maybe that there, maybe that. Maybe we actually, maybe we should start to do benefit benefit it from it more, yeah. instead of just destroying it. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a good job of destroying stuff. If you looked at our planet, we'd probably look like a like a piece of fruit that's starting to rot. We're yeah, the, we're, the we, we're the black fungus that's growing all over it. <laughs> that's like smoker's lungs. Yeah. Well. What do you say we wrap this up and go get something to eat? Okay. Alright. Okay. If anyone knows any... What's that guy's name? Forrest Galante. Yeah, if anyone knows him, tell him to give us a call. 727-808-5778. Okay. Alright, see you guys. Alright, see ya. It's been real, and we kept it simple. Who's next?